0: Hey guys, welcome to The Butter Dish. It's Natalie Delaney. And Heidi Ballard. And who are we hanging out with today?
1: We're so excited. We have Shauna Norton from Competitive Female Training. Hi, Shauna. Now, before you're like thinking like, oh, Competitive Female Training, maybe this isn't the podcast for me. We guarantee you this is the podcast for you because we're gonna talk about all things, women, training, lifting, strength training, all the things. Yes. It's gonna be such a fun episode. We're super excited. (laughs) All right, Shauna, tell us a little bit about yourself to our listeners, who you are and all about you.
2: Uh, Alright, I am Shauna Norton. I have been doing CrossFit for 12 years. I found CrossFit as an endurance athlete. I was doing ultra marathons and I wanted some quote unquote cross training. And I walked into a CrossFit gym, did my first session, and I was like, why am I running when I could be doing this? And 12 <laughs> years later, here we are. Uh, my journey has evolved along the way. I am a late bloomer in just about every single thing I've done, including going to college. I started my college career when I was 20, and I finished it at 36 <laughs> uh, with my bachelor's degree. I'm glad I did it in that uh, length of time because I didn't know what I wanted to do do. And I didn't really know who I was. And going to so many different degree paths uh, allowed me to ultimately end up in kinesiology. So when I was 36, I graduated with my degree in kinesiology, and I had decided that I wanted to work with people in the physical fitness slash nutrition realm, but I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I started working as a rehab specialist, going to people's houses who had survived strokes, um, had multiple sclerosis, things like that, and I was offering them physical fitness services And I realized that I didn't want to work with people who weren't as invested in their journey as I was. Um, And I also recognized that I loved being in the CrossFit gym and I just wanted to live in the CrossFit gym. So from there, it evolved, uh, continued to evolve. I uh, had my L1 at that point already, and I decided that I wanted to be a CrossFit coach and take what I had learned in school and work with CrossFit athletes. And then here we are competitive female training evolved because I am a competitive CrossFit athlete. And my coach was programming for me because I was following like Misfits and CompTrain and all these programs. And there are like 10 bar muscle ups in a workout. And I was like, I can't even do a jumping bar muscle up, let alone a regular one. And I went to Roderick. At one point, I was following five different programs, trying to fill in all my holes. Mm-hmm. And I went to Roderick and was like, bro, you got a program for me. Like, I got to get my gymnastics. And as soon as we started working together and he was programming my gymnastics, I was like, oh, my God. This is every girl who does CrossFit like you look at we have a third of the upper body strength of men and you look at the CrossFit programming and it's like you might work on pull ups once a week. You'll do pull ups a couple of times in Metcons. Right. But like if we have a third of the body upper body strength of men, we need to be working three times as much on this stuff. And it wasn't getting programmed. And then things like you never see a man struggling to jump on top of a box. Right. But how many women, do you know, who can't do box jumps? And like, so the power production stuff. Yeah. As soon as he started programming for me, I was like, we need to make this a thing for all women. Um, and then my journey is just like life has just continued to evolve from there. I, I. Um, met my best friend, Ashley, and realized that women were not scary. And I really actually like women and I like helping women. Um, and you know, with competitive female training, I'm like, I have this incredible opportunity to help women take up space, recognize that they're valuable, that their bodies are a tool and they're not for just for men, right? They're our bodies, um, And yeah, here we are. I'm 43. Uh, I have this desire to make our platform available to every single woman who wants to move their bodies and you know learn to nourish themselves. My mom does CrossFit. My I got my mom into CrossFit. She's 73 and she started doing it. Yeah. Um. So I'm just. I realized I got really lucky. I have parents that are extremely supportive. Um. You know, I have a friend group that's amazingly supportive and. I have this dream to, to help as many people
0: as possible. And yeah, here we are. Amazing. Well, <laughs> I mean, the fire you have is definitely infectious. And I'm not surprised your mom signed up. <laughs> I don't
2: know. So I'm 43. Right. And, uh, my finances have always been something that I've had a love hate relationship with money and they've been like, get your stuff in order. And I said, listen, mm-hmm. I will get my finances in order if you get your health in order. Cause they're they're both type two diabetic. They weren't doing anything. And I'm like, I can be homeless, but at least I can walk down the street. You guys, you don't get your health in order. Like you're not going to be able to get up off of the toilet or you're going to fall and hurt yourselves, or you're going to have a stroke or something awful. And the, that's not repairable. That's not, you, you don't come back from that. Um. So yeah, I kept pushing, pushing. And like my mom, she had a knee replacement last year and she'd been doing CrossFit at that point for seven months. And she flew through it. And her doctors even told her, like the fact that she had been doing CrossFit already, she already had built so much muscle up and had so much more stability than if she hadn't been doing anything. Yeah, my dad's lost 25 pounds. My mom wants to do a wall walk. My (laughs) mom wants to do a wall walk. My dad wants to get pull up. Like, yeah, that's why CrossFit.
1: And I mean, I know that, I mean, I love that you even mentioned that you're a late bloomer because Heidi and I very much feel that way. I mean, we really did not discover like, I wouldn't call like real true fitness until like our 30s. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we definitely didn't like grow up an athlete. Like, I know there's a lot of women who like, I've been working out since I was 18. It's like, yeah, I know that I hated running by then or the 10 minute (laughs) mile by then. Like for sure. Like I had all these thoughts about like what fit meant or like what Mm -hmm. being an athlete meant. And so it was really fun to kind of discover in our 30s that, like, oh, hey, first of all, you're not you're not, it's not over, right? Like, I mean, God willing, we still have at least half of our lives left. And CrossFit was such a big part of that for us. Um, I know that for me, especially like as someone who's like always struggled with their weight and, you know, definitely would never felt like a, a beauty or whatever, and was never naturally thin. Like, I love the fact that like the empowerment that it gave me to show up and CrossFit doesn't actually really care what you look like. Mm-hmm. They care what you can do. And so there was a something really amazing about leaning into that, that felt really good to me because it actually doesn't matter what you look like if you can produce things. And that was some of the best parts about it was going into the gym and seeing women of all shapes, sizes and ages and the things that they could do still to this day put me in awe. And, you know, it just, you know, you talking about how you've been crossfitting for 12 years and I think maybe like we're year six-ish, but I mean, there's still so many skills that I don't have. But also, I think that's also the beauty of CrossFit. Like you're never never done, right? Never done. We're never the best at everything, mm-hmm. which is, I think for people pleasers and perfectionists, nobody <laughs> really likes that. But at the same time, what I think it's cool is that it always leaves you the room with, that you're hungry for more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like between the three of us, what our hopes are for women to hear, right? Like you might get into exercise because you want to look better or feel better, or you want to lose weight. Is it your original attention, which you understand now that we don't work out to lose weight, you could work out a lot and still not get certain aesthetics, you know, all these different layers of things. But one thing is for sure that if you move, you are better period. Right. And so we'd love to kind of dive into that. Even if like, for those of you listening who aren't CrossFitters, of course, my hope and dreams would be everybody would at least get in just to kind of <laughs> see experience. it. Yes. To see yes it. Although sure. I will say that if i never box jumped again, I probably would be okay, but <laughs> same. Sometimes they're terrified. It's shins. like always like the shins, the shins. I like the, sh- the skin on my shins. <laughs> <laughs> I, say that. Uh-huh. I mean, I think I would love to start with like why every woman needs to lift and even how to get started. Like, what are your thoughts?
2: Every woman needs to lift weights because it isn't just about our, what we look like. It's literally life-saving. It is life-saving. You know, they hypothesize that a woman doesn't break her hip when she falls she falls because her hip breaks. And the statistics on that are scary. The amount of women that have osteopenia and osteoporosis is astronomical. And it's preventable by weight bearing exercise and not just weight bearing exercise. Like walking is cute, right? (laughs) Like congratulations, you can walk. And I'm I'm not saying like, if you're if you got to move, start by walking, right? But from a longevity standpoint and from a health and longevity standpoint, lifting weights, weight-bearing exercise is you have to do it in some fashion. And it it's like, I think we struggle so much because we were told probably from the time that we industrialized that we are supposed to be these frail, weak, quiet, meek, in the corner, here to serve people. And, you know, you're going to fit in these tiny little dresses and you're going to wear these corsets that, you know, scrunch up your ribs and completely jack you up. And here, don't lift that because you have a man around to help you. Right. And that has really effed us up completely, because now 150 years later, like the you're you're fighting with these women who are even like 30, 40, 50 years old, who are very, very thin, who want to run and eat lettuce. And it's like it, it's it's detrimental to their health. It's, it's right. It's going to negatively impact them, not just physically, but not just aesthetically, but physically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like lifting weights, like my mom, she said, the cat litter, she goes, Sean, the cat lit- litter has gotten lighter. And I'm like, no mom, you got stronger. You've been in CrossFit for two years. Like, you know, you you can pick the litter up now. And it's easy because you've built up that arm, those arm muscles. Like we women, it's okay to have a man to be a partner, but we shouldn't be Physically relying on them to take care of us, right? Like we are capable of taking care of ourselves, and I think weightlifting gives that to women. It's empowering.
0: Totally, I a thousand percent, and I I love what you're saying too, because I mean, I remember reading years ago, like the more the more things you base your self esteem on, the hel- the healthier it is, right? Like if you're if you're only um, if you only value yourself because you know, you are a runner or something, and then you get injured, then, then where are you? Right. Whereas if you appreciate all these different aspects of yourself and talent, your, your, your qualities or whatever, um, the healthier your self-esteem is. And I feel like the same thing goes with like your motivation for fitness. Like if you can have more than you can have a few reasons that you value weightlifting, like how it makes you feel yes how how it makes you look is a is it is a fine one but it can't be your only one um just appreciating getting stronger what it does for your posture what it does for your overall quality of life and yes of course aging like i i totally agree
1: yeah. I mean, we like, don't even really realize after you've been straight training for a while, how much you actually couldn't do before. Like, yeah. I think it's like, we really just <laughs> didn't realize it. I mean- And also of,
0: cat litter is heavy. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Talk so about like, talk about the package that nobody will steal off your porch from Amazon or that nobody wants to bring in. Like, I cannot tell you how many times the cat litter has sat outside and they're like, it's okay, we're going to wait for mom to bring in. <laughs> but what's interesting is like, the, the value, even and interesting, how you're talking about like you know waiting around for a guy to do it. I remember thinking like, yeah, if you have like a husband or a boyfriend or a brother or whatever, like the heavy stuff, like they'll take care of the heavy stuff. Like you almost didn't even think about it, like you didn't yeah. even consider it. And now it's like my husband's like, you can do it yourself. Well, you just barely you proved your point before you even told the story. You're like, they're like mom will get it. Yeah, mom will, get <laughs> which is I mean, so awesome. Even like carrying kids up, like I'll be like, there's like a sleeping kid on the couch. I'm like, Basil, we take him up. Like, why? You've been lifting. You lift more than I do at this point. So it's interesting how like not only do you become almost like an equal partner in a sense, like they actually are like, she's fine, right? Like I know I told this story before, but my favorite story ever is like, we were carrying a bunch of cases of water into this like event for these kids at church. And like some guy was like, do you need help? And then the other guys like, oh no, don't ask them if they need help. They're fine. Like <laughs> Because it's like myself and like another woman, we both both in CrossFit. And it's just interesting to have guys be like, no, they're fine. Like they're good, right? And I think that's also kind of something I love at the CrossFit gym. No guy asks you if you need help, Right except if I, if you can have to put my box away yeah.
2: <laughs> because like uh, if from a leverage standpoint it's right, like it's, yes. it
0: is. yeah it's <laughs> like yes the weight isn't even the issue it's just freaking
1: cumbersome yes
0: <laughs>
2: yeah i will my feminism stops there
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put my box away from me oh, okay you so, want to yeah. load all the 45s off this bar for me and push it back maybe i'll let you seriously yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah, and I, I'm
1: totally loving
0: the smash the patriarchy talk, by the way, like it's, <laughs> it's nice to not be the only one that does that.
1: <laughs> but really though, I mean, that's what would happen back in the days. If you had no man around, like you would almost wither up and die. Cause you're like, I, we can't do anything. We can't, well, we can't farm. We and, can't like bring home food. We can't bale hay. We mm-hmm. can't carry like large seed to farm with. I mean, you almost like we're screwed up. You didn't have sons, right? Like yeah, well, it really it women became
0: like a, uh, like a, an object, like the, you know, the trophy, the whole trophy wife thing started there where it's like, you're not a working woman. You're a kept woman, you know?
2: One yeah, hundred mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now it's like, okay, now all these women, I mean, and you look at, you think a hundred years ago, there are women that are still a hundred years old, right. That experienced that where they're supposed to be just like minuscule housework and then everything else is is the man to do and like those are the women that are now being told you need to be lifting weights and and their entire lives they were being told not to do anything totally yeah Yeah, it's really and I mean, it it makes sense like why we struggle so much because society has such a huge influence and you have to fit in like everybody's like, oh, you know, I want to be my own person and do my own thing. Cool. But we're we're societal creatures. You have to fit into society in some aspect. Right. We need other people. So constantly walking that fine line of how do I take care of myself? How do I fit into this world? And also play along with some of society's rules, which are for, I feel like for us, society's rules are always changing. Men, it's like, you know, they've had the same pair of jeans in some fashion since jeans were invented, right? Seriously. (laughs) Like us, it's like, you're going to wear skinny. You're going to wear bell-bottom. You're going to wear baggy. You're going to wear the boyfriend. Sometimes. That's like, yeah.
0: yeah. Highly, Highly waist. waist, waist mid Yeah. <laughs> pockets. And no pockets. Front pocket. Yeah. Where
2: are the pockets, man? Yeah. Where
0: are the pockets? I know. I am with you. Come on. <laughs> Jeans are supposed to be the ultimate utility pant. Anyways. Yeah. Like, we, dig- we digress. The, the point please. is... But in also, well, another point that I think you're making, which is interesting too, is just like the the empowerment that comes from being part of a community too. That's engaged in similar goals, right? Whether that's CrossFit or the groups you're talking about, where you know you're you're programming for for women to get better at different skills or whatever. To be engaged in a community of like minded people is also a source of motivation and can can strengthen your desire to accomplish some of these goals that
1: we're talking about. And I would love to even just kind of say, like, overall, like, if you're a woman listening to this and you have no interest in crossfitting, that's also fine. Like, if you love your Pilates group, you love playing tennis, whatever it is, it's like as long as you have a little bit of like throwing in some strength training to your point. Right. As far as like from like a preserving life, you know, I like to call it health insurance. Right. For the future. Find the way that you love being active with whatever community it is. Like, the more women that move and the more women that are strong, the better we are, period. Like, and the better yeah. you are at those things you're talking about. 100%. Yeah. yeah like, strength like, training supports your tennis, your Pilates, your running, you know, even like if you just enjoy, like, I mean, the same thing, like rock climbing, whatever it is that you find that you enjoy. Right. Cause I think that. Sometimes as women, we can like, oh, well, you know, we have this huge trajectory in strength training and it's because of the benefits of it. It's not because everyone has to be a bodybuilder or everyone has to be stage lean. Like that's not even what we're talking about. It's the benefits kind of to your point about the hip. And so it's like, as long as you're staying active, though, you are still better off than being sedentary period, right? Like, yeah. Even if you are still terrified to pick up a weight, because there are, I have clients who are in their sixties and seventies and they really still just truly care only about being thin. But the problem with being thin the older you get is that you just become frail. And frail is not something that we want to be as we age, right? 100%. Well, and they talk about like if we if
2: we converse about the aesthetics, right? They say it's not age that slows our metabolism, it's lean muscle mass that slows our metabolism. Like i our, our age-related metabolism loss is only like 6 to percent of our total basal met- metabolism, but the the uh effects of lean muscle mass depending on where you start to where you end are way more significant so it's a combination of you're gaining body fat and um, gaining weight because you're losing muscle mass and you're less active right so Mm -hmm. these women that are playing tennis and they're like i don't understand i play tennis five days a week for two hours why am i you know, all of a sudden gaining body fat. And it's like, because you don't have estrogen to protect you from that lean muscle mass loss, you're losing more because of the declining estrogen. And you've been doing all this cardio. You're not doing anything to build up that muscle mass.
0: Mm-hmm. Use it or lose it. <laughs> Use it or lose it.
2: It's true. Like you just have to, you, how do you, uh, uh, or Natalie, you're Natalie, you're Heidi. <laughs> yeah, he cares is Heidi. <laughs> You had asked about how, like, how to get strength training and, you know, like, where do you start? You you got to be lifting weights two to three times a week. And you need to be lifting weights, not as hypertrophy, which is just building that muscle belly. You need to be putting uh, a challenge to that muscle to create force production, right? That's what getting stronger is. Um it's, so it's like heavy, scary, heavy stuff like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can lift that. And then you get the empowerment piece because then you walk up and you do it five times. You're like, oh, OK, I am strong. <laughs> um, yeah, but they need to be whether you're doing any of the, the biking, the running, the anything you're doing, you need to be doing some type of strength training, challenging yourself with heavy weights two to three times a week.
1: And don't be scared of it. I mean, if you've lifted an infant carrier or a Britax car seat or you know mm-hmm. cat litter, you are stronger probably than you think you are, right? Mm-hmm. If you've never even dabbled in it yet, right? Like the two pound weights, the five pound weights, you're seriously like letting yourself down, sister friend. Like you are stronger <laughs> than that for sure. I mean, a milk carton alone, like I mean, <laughs> totally.
2: I unfollowed Athleta on Instagram because they pissed me off. They made this whole thing with the two pound weight and they were f- pink, and I was like, nope. I'm- I'm done with you. Cause they're like their whole tagline is power of she. And then I'm like, two pound weights that are pink and power of she don't go hand in hand, guys.
1: Oh maybe like, so update. Crazy. Oh my gosh. Well, and there are and there are aren't they like a female only brand too, Atletta? Uh-huh. Oh come um, on, guys.
2: Yeah. I was so mad I commented and then I was like, and I don't do the like, I'm unfollowing you. I just commented and was like, can I? Like, you're not getting any more of my money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> even this, if you're just showing women what's possible, right? Yes. Like, maybe, maybe they have to start at the two pound pink to just even get in the girl. Yeah, Why right? only two pounds? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And also, when are they going to make like 50 pound pink is what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> or teal or purple. Yeah, anything. It can be any color. But if you're really going to go with pink marketing, like, at least put 50 pound pink ones too. Seriously. Exactly. For everybody. Something yes. for everybody. <laughs> Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> All right. So how to get started. What would you say to somebody who's never lifted weights before and is terrified of it because they don't want to get air quote bulky?
2: Um, well, I would say good luck getting bulky because uh, I lift weights two to four times, a, uh, two to four hours a day, five to six days a week. And I fight every day to get bulky. Uh, <laughs> and I eat like a man. And it's still not, (laughs) still not happening. Still Uh, not
0: bulky enough. (laughs) No, not bulky enough. enough.
2: Uh, But in order to avoid, well, I mean, you're not getting bulky. So you can just take that and and eliminate that completely. Uh, How to get started if you are worried about what's going to happen. If it's in the budget, get a personal trainer even if you do just one or two sessions with a personal trainer because in that one to two hours they're going to walk you through the scary parts of the gym the free weight section and the dumbbells right which are predominantly still men Mm -hmm. and they are very scary and you don't want to look like an idiot and you know it feels safer to just to go do the machines which the machines aren't bad they just take the stability piece out of it but Yeah, get a personal trainer or get a friend, get someone who is comfortable in the gym and who can show you some of the simplest exercises, go in there and play around um don't be afraid of what you look like because we all look like idiots when we started none of us we still do <laughs> like some of us are you know olympic weightlifting like it's like sometimes i put my stuff on the internet and i'm like probably shouldn't have shared that
1: um, <laughs> i hear you <ya. laughs> between, between the name and the movement alone it's like i'm gonna show you my snatch and here's my movement <laughs> you know, the whole thing is just it's just awkward so just get used to the fact that the gym is awkward seriously yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: like right. Like when you're doing
0: um barbell hip thrusts and you make a- accidental or awkward eye contact with someone, I mean, this is just part of it. This is just how it goes. Yeah. It's true. It's it's weird.
2: And if you've never done it before, and you're by yourself, and especially if you are like, you know, one or two women in a sea of men, it, it is it's uncomfortable, but that's okay, because being uncomfortable is really good for us. And mm-hmm. I think like that's part of it is, you know, a lot of women defer to or default to the sports that are traditionally women, because it's more comfortable. And it's great, you're exercising, but it's okay to get outside of your comfort zone. Yeah.
1: yeah. And there is something really fun about like, if you want to, you know, even go there, like call it like like playing and hanging with the boys. Like, I think that's probably one of the things I love about our CrossFit gym is they, the guys are so supportive.
2: Mm-hmm. They yeah.
1: tell you what a badass you are. They applaud and they cheer for you when you lift stuff. And it's a really nice equalizer as far as like a gender type thing, right? To be like in a space where they do respect you and they do care about how much you lift, but they're even sometimes they're a little threatened by you, right? Like the fact that we even <laughs> have something like we have, you know, RX for like, you know, females and males and like they do FRX, right? And they're like, that was really hard. We did FRX, right? The female version of it, right of whatever the weights are. And I think that it's, it's great because strength is for everybody. It doesn't actually really matter. It's, it's completely gender neutral, right? Like everyone has the capacity to show up and be strong and like, we need it right? Like for all of us. And I think that's kind of the transition to fitness. It's not more about like, this is a girl thing or a guy thing. And I know there's like a big old debate right now about the bars, right? Like the 35 pound bar and the 45 pound bar. But at the same time, it's like, why do we care when if people have barbells in their hands, everyone's trying to work towards a common goal, which is just to be a healthier, stronger society in general. Right. And I think what I would love, though, actually, is like for you to normalize some of these things like we're talking a little bit before we got on about like how hard pull ups are and how hard push ups are. And so we wanted to kind of normalize some of these movements, especially if you're a woman who is trying to get into strength training or already in there and you're, you know, a lot of women want their first pull up. Or a lot of women want to be able to do unbroken push-ups, you know, at least 10 of them. And just to kind of normalize the fact that these are challenging movements too. It's not like everyone in the world can do them except for you. Like I would love for us to spend a little bit of time like normalizing the things that are hard actually, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like some people see people like hip thrusting 700 pounds. Like that is heavy, you know? oh my God. <laughs> right? So let's start with like push-ups and maybe and pull-ups and maybe some tips to get women a little bit brave into thinking about what to do.
2: Um, so yes, push-ups and pull-ups are very hard. Uh, I personally don't love either one of them. And I am i guess you could say I'm good at them now, but it's like your little arms, they just fail so fast. <laughs> <laughs> like you can squat for years and no big deal. And it just feels like you've gone forever. And then you do two pull-ups and you're like, okay, cool, I'm done. Um, so mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, we have a third of the upper body strength of men, right? And it's also, if you look at how we're distributed and we'll compare ourselves to men, not only do we have a third of the upper body strength, but the majority of our muscle mass is in our lower body, and our upper bodies tend to be more fat anyways, right? So men have a larger upper body with more muscle, we have a larger lower body, and we have more body fat altogether. The fact that we see these men come in, and how many men do you know who've had, uh, you know, in the CrossFit gym, they have a ring muscle up on day one and bar muscle up on day two, right? And then you look at women and they'll have been doing CrossFit. I didn't have my bar muscle up until I was seven years into CrossFit. Like mm-hmm. it's very, very challenging. And then I think also we don't encourage women. I hate telling women to do push ups on their knees, I think that is the stupidest thing ever. I mean, it's the epitome of everything that they call it girl pushups, right? I mean, it's not, they're not useful. So if you want to learn how to do a push-up, you do the full plank movement, and then you start from an elevated surface. So you put your hands on the counter, on the wall, on the couch, on a bench, on a box, right? And you build up that strength. And then as you get stronger and stronger, you decrease the incline of what you're pressing on, and then eventually you're on the floor, like. I've shared, I have one, it's my favorite. If you're in a gym, you take a, a thick band and you put it across the J hooks on a rig. And then you can play around. Some women, especially if they're uh, bigger chested, like to put the band underneath their chest. And then some women will put the band underneath their hips and it supports you. So it's giving you like 70 to 80% full range of motion push-ups, And as you get stronger, then you just decrease the thickness of the band. That That's like- yeah, I love those. And those are so freaking empowering because it's you're doing the full range of motion, right? And you're like, you can see, okay, I'm using the big thick green band now. Like in another two months of practicing these, I can go down to the purple band. And then, you know, ultimately, maybe I don't even need, need a band at all. Um, yeah, yeah, those are my absolute favorite.
1: No, those are awesome. We actually had to do like a high volume amount of um push-ups and a workout, and we did we tied I think it was the like the skinny red one from the pull-up rig, and we put it underneath, like yeah, like underneath our chest and things like that. And what a game changer! But at the same time, you still had to pay attention to your form. You still had to stay fully like engaged in your core, and it wasn't like a cop out. It was more just like wow, like for a, from a volume perspective, it was awesome. It was an awesome way to do push-ups without sacrificing the fact that you were doing a push-up, right? And like. I think sometimes people like, oh, that's too easy, or I'm cheating that way, or whatever. It's like, how are you going to learn the movement pattern if you don't do the movement, Mm -hmm. pattern, right? And so even just like starting with planks, even, right? Like, can you plank? Can you be upright for a little bit, you know, to be able to like support your body weight? I mean, these small little steps, just like the 2.5 pink ones or whatever it is that kind of gives you the taste of the movement or a taste of what being strong can really, it it can build upon itself. Right. And I think sometimes women just want to be able to do it right out of the gate, which I mean, all guilty, I would love to go up there and like crush 15 pull-ups. Right. (laughs) But at the same time, I mean, Heidi and I had to start at what do we call them? Tantrum pull-ups, right? Where you pull up and you're just like kicking, like just to try to get a little bit of momentum to the top and it starts there. But yeah, if you want them and you build them, you will get them. Right. But also you will lose them if you don't use them, which is also yeah. totally. <laughs> just to be honest, the next, right?
2: Yeah. It's like the next day you lose them. You're like, I did 10 today. And then tomorrow you go in I can't even do one.
0: Oh, oh so real.
2: Yeah, the the empowerment piece of it, you just have to get a taste. And then once you see what you're capable of, yeah. And I think that's the whole thing with lifting weights in general and just being in the gym, like that feeling of, oh, my God, I didn't think I could. And then I did a little bit To the to speak to the like they think it's cheating. I had a game changer moment when I was speaking to one of my athletes and the light bulb went on. The, the movement is your one, hour, one rep max, right? And you want to be able to squat 200 pounds. You want to be able to deadlift, you know, 150 pounds, whatever, right? That's your one rep max. The full range push-up is your one rep max. The full range um, pull-up is your one rep max, right? And you don't have that yet. So the bands and the assisted stuff is your percentage work. You couldn't go in and do your one rep max squat every single day for 10, right? You have to work up to that. So the the bands it uh, allow you to be able to do percentages of your one rep max so that you can get up there. And then even like you know using a band to build volume, like I think that's a great idea, especially if you want to go from five push ups to twenty push ups, but you can't do twenty push ups. If you add in a band and it lets you do twenty push ups, now you've done percentage work, right? And then you've built up that endurance and shoulders are endurance muscles. And then all of a sudden, like you get to where you can do 10 unassisted and then you can do 15 unassisted.
1: Yeah. You know, I love looking at it that way. I've never even thought of it that way, but it is so true. It's like the percentage work. I mean, it's no different than. Deficits, negatives, or doing a percentage of your one rep max. I mean, that's what we do, right? We <laughs> we test our one rep max and then we bring it down to like 80%, 70%, 60% mm-hmm. to do yeah. higher volume of those things. So it makes a ton of that's, sense to do the same exact totally. thing. That's <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> Instead of being pull-ups.
0: like, I have pull-ups or I don't have pull-ups. It's that's a very, that's a very good point. Very good way of looking at Powered.
2: it. Yeah, I love yeah, like you give that's it to it one. It's like, okay, this is a full range of movement. Like what, what are the, the percent Work, what is the percentage work that we have to do to get you there? The jumping bar muscle ups, the jump jumping ring muscle ups. You know all of the deficit work. Yeah.
1: Man, that is wild. I love that. Actually, it makes it seem so much different than like it's not that you don't have them. You do yeah. have them. You just have a percentage of them, right? right? And so, yeah, but
0: it, just because you have just you just do one rep max on Tuesday doesn't mean you can two rep max
1: on Wednesday, right? Yeah. Well, and then even to that point of that, it's like for how many times? Then we do do heavy loads, whether it's heavy back squats or heavy deadlifts and Mm -hmm. even just the just to move up five pounds takes like months right at at a certain threshold and so the same thing it's like just because you have five pull-ups doesn't mean all of a sudden you're gonna have 20 by the end of the month right it's like the volume increases over time Mm -hmm. and so does the load right and so it would only make sense that we should probably oh are you saying that we don't get whatever we want just because we did it before? Oh, um, I you know, <laughs> All right. We want to dive in. <laughs> we want to dive into cortisol um, and how it's related to HIIT workouts, CrossFit workouts, endurance workouts, I mean, whether it's running or even just like training in general. I think women have this tendency to be like, oh, more is better. Right. So if I am crushing like, you know, workouts six, seven days a week, everything is super beneficial to me. Yeah. Or I should totally ignore the fact that I'm exhausted and tired and underrecovered. Um, or hits the best, you know, we, we definitely went through a, you know, a couple of years ago where everyone was doing hit and we know that CrossFit is heavy lifting hit in in a context, right? So we'd love to hear about cortisol because I think that that's something that I blind, like I turned my head, you know, blind the eye to for a long time. That kind of bit me in the butt for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, I think so. I I was reading a post the other day, and it was a reminder that cortisol is not bad, right? Like we die without cortisol. But we tend to be cortisol junkies because of everything that we get when cortisol spikes. And we tend to disregard the consequences of elevated cortisol all of the time especially for strength training if you've got chronically elevated cortisol levels it's catabolic it's breaking down muscle tissue right like you get norepinephrine you get this spike of good that comes with it neurologically but there are a lot of physiological consequences to it so when we do metcons they're great for a lot of different reasons right but if we are always running on high cortisol from life, we're super caffeinated, underslept, super stressed out, you know, not managing the anxiety, don't have great nutrition to actually help us feel good. And then we go in and we do a Metcon and that just throws us over. Right. Um, And I, I think like CrossFit is so amazing because it makes people feel accomplished. And it's really funny. Like we have CrossFit 60 minutes and we have CrossFit 30 minutes. 30 minutes is get in, get out. And it it just allows you an opportunity to come in do a little bit of strength training in a short night con. And the women who... When I don't give them a Metcon five days a week, I get complaints. They're like, where's my my conditioning? Where's my sweat? I'm like, you don't need to die five days a week. (laughs) But they think they do because they're used to it and they don't feel accomplished if they don't feel like they're laying on the floor dead after. Right. Um, And it's like, you know you these are the same women that are saying i don't feel like i can ever lose weight i'm tired all the time i'm sleeping like crap i'm super moody and it, it's like there's a connection here guys there's huge connection right you a you need to find other ways to make yourself feel happy besides that hit of exercise cuz there is a balance And then B, if you are struggling to see positive body composition changes and you feel like you're doing everything, strength training is at the core of it. You will see more positive body composition changes, lifting weights, walking, and eating enough protein than you will see doing an hour CrossFit class five days a week.
1: Oof. (laughs) Say that again. Say that (laughs) recipe again. I think that most people like minimize that, right? They think it's like, oh, that sounds too easy. Or no. it should hurt more for the look that I want, mm-hmm. right? Right, absolutely. But that's like, yeah, I mean,
2: we, we've we all been conditioned to believe, well, you know, running for an hour is burning 500 calories, but a pound of muscle mass uses 7 to 11 calories more. And if you do the math in a day, in a week, in a year, right, that has a much bigger positive translation than that hour of cardio where- like and the hit has like it has a there's there's a benefit to it. You do see a metabolism boost. You do see a testosterone boost doing true high intensity effort one to three times a week. Right, it's it helps you build type two muscle fibers things like that. But yeah, you will see a bigger body composition change lifting weights, walking, and getting in your protein than you will dying on the floor five days a week.
1: She totally just told me that I don't have to CrossFit five days more. That's what I heard, guys.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know this poor woman. I, I said that yesterday that you don't have to Metcon every day and this poor woman, she's like, I just started CrossFit and I love it. And I've been Metconning five to six days a week. I'm doing it wrong. And I'm like, no. And the thing is like, if you're brand new to CrossFit, right? Like your intensity level and and the what you're doing to your body is going to be different than an experienced athlete who's going in hitting rx or rx plus weights you know actually putting themselves on the top of the leaderboard because they demolish themselves Mm -hmm. um so uh, the nice thing about being a brand new athlete the learning curve is so big you get more rest because you're trying to figure out what the he just said when he said you need to do handstand push-ups
1: kipping pull-ups box jumps burpee box jump overs and then shuttles i mean can we just talk about even just counting your reps alone when you're new you're just like Wait, oh, wait, wait.
0: When you're new.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well no, now because we have stars and we have chalk and we have other ways to be like, I know I'm not going to be able to count what round this is. Uh-oh. So we were like in the beginning, Uh-oh. you're like, I can remember it all. It's totally fine. And I'm now you're like stick counting. And now you're like, where's the where's the dry erase board? So I can like write down what round I'm on because I'm totally gonna forget. Dude. Right. I am actually really good at doing
0: jumping burpees because I go one down, two on the floor, three, <laughs> four, touch the feet. So I'm done with them in like, uh, I'm done with 12 in like
1: three seconds.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm basically the worst
0: counter ever.
1: Well, and I think it also just speaks to like even newbie games, right? Like if you're brand new to lifting weights, you do benefit because the stimulus is brand new. You're excited about it. You have the energy to do that. You haven't burned yourself out, right? You are trying to prioritize how you feel and like figuring it out. And there is something about all that rest between sets as you're figuring out, what does this move mean? Let me YouTube it, right? There's so many things instead of like going right in and being just like a Tasmanian devil. And and it's true, the ego does catch up with you after a certain amount of time when you do become more proficient in movements, even whether it's CrossFit or- Boot camp or, you know, rock climbing or strength training, whatever it is, the more experienced you are, you do have to kind of almost slow yourself down. Like, Hey, I know that you're capable of doing this, but maybe it's not today, right? Like you're not going to one rep max today, everything. Or like, why don't we think about how we slept when we recovered, right? It's almost like you with the better you are at it or the more experienced you are, the more you have to be more conscious about the things like, Hey, how about we just chill a little bit, right? Like, totally. Even though we're eager, you know? Totally. Well, and if you
0: have the opposite issue, like, like me, if five, if you feel like you're struggling with burnout, being burnt out, doing it five days a week, whether you're not recovering or your sleep isn't great or you're just at, at a higher level of emotional stress, you're not also a wuss for feeling that way. That there's like, that there's a real, there's real physiological reasons for that. And so, yeah, there's another scale it back to like, maybe going all in on two to three workouts a week instead of, yeah.
2: Yeah, or not like them. I, I've been, and you guys are in the same boat, building a business. Like I I have wanted to be a competitive athlete. I want to go to the CrossFit games, but I have this massive goal at the same time that I'm trying to build this business and the business I'm trying to live off of, right? So it's not just like I have one job and then at this cute little playtime thing, like trying to survive off this income. So- yeah. You can't put 100% effort into being a games athlete. And it has taken me two years to fully process that in order to grow one, the other one is going to have to be affected. And of course, it makes way more sense to build a business, right? I can be sixty and come back and try to go to the CrossFit Games.
1: <laughs> uh, But there with you, we're the same age. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just just wait them out. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's important to even establish for anyone, right? I mean, maybe you're not building a business, but maybe right now is a really hard time of life for you to do that. You got little kids, little kids, or like you just had your third baby or whatever, or you're starting a brand new job or you're caring for your elderly parents, or maybe you just got married or you're in grad school or you're in law school. I mean, whatever it is, like whatever side of the coin it is, I think we don't realize like you you have to prioritize which is which you can do right now right yeah. and, and it's not that like you're doing the bare minimum you might be actually doing the bare maximum like I mean the, sorry not bare maximum the the maximum of what you're available to right like your one rep max at a certain time in life is going to be different and that is still your best effort right which is kind of why we love reps in reserve and like you know, rate of perceived exhaustion, because you know what, when your life is really full, your rate of perceived exhaustion is going to be a lot different than when you have nothing. Right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You go in. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. You go into the
2: gym and you you're completely tapped out emotionally. And now you're supposed to crush yourself on a workout. And it's like that can go one of two ways, because you either say I'm not going to go to the gym because I don't have it or I go to the gym. And then you disappoint yourself because you feel like you're supposed to push yourself harder and you couldn't or didn't want to or like the noise of life was in your head the entire workout. And then you're having a pity party and then you feel bad about having
1: the pity party. Yeah. Totally. Just because you can imagine. She just totally spoke to my soul. I mean, that's really what we do to ourselves, right? Yeah. It's like, it's never good enough. It's never good enough. It's never good enough. It's like, you don't get credit for anything. Exactly. Just
0: because you're at this point, you can look back and see how you could have done it in a more perfect way or what it should have looked like. Doesn't mean that any of those things are, are correct. I think women, I think one of the first steps towards self-compassion is just putting yourself in some mother effing
1: context. <laughs> oh my gosh, like what a gift and like really how profound, right? It's just yeah. like, even like sometimes I'll work at look at workouts and of course like I'll, I'll have like a past date where I've done that, whether it's Fran or whatever these benchmark workouts that we have in CrossFit. And I'm like, who the hell was she in 2019? <laughs> like, I don't even know who that chick is. Like it would not even be possible right now. And I got to give myself a lot of, to your point, context for that. Like we didn't have the, we don't have the luxury of training the way that we used to even two or three years ago, which mm-hmm. is different. And it's like, I can look back at that and be like, well, you're a loser now. Like you've, you should have gotten, you should be better at CrossFit now, the longer you're in it. Right. Or you could be like, man, that was a different time of life. How awesome was she? But right now she's a different person yes. and and not that you could never do that again. But what it took to do that is not what the life you have right now is allowing you to right? totally like the way you
0: like, like, <laughs> The way we literally use our one rep max against us, against ourselves, like, oh, you know, I could do 215 back squat years ago. I can't do that now. So, like, I don't get credit for that as opposed to like women do that to themselves metaphorically on like I used to be this size or I used to weigh this, whatever. And it's I am not anymore. So, like, you take away all of the accomplishments you've worked for. Like, you don't get credit for them if you can't go in and do it right now that exact way.
2: I can turn around and say, dude, you're a mom, you're running a full-time business, you're doing this, you're doing that, you crush this, like, look, right, I can see you from the outside and tell you how badass you are and help you see that, but we don't see it for ourselves, and it's crazy because you're in it, you're living it, you know it, and yet it's so hard to, like you said, be self-compassionate, it's so hard to step back and say, like, i I." feel like for me because i do run my own business and i have this luxury of time that i should be able to do it and then i'm like why can't i and it's like because i just spent 2 hours doing an email marketing campaign and i answered you know 60 uh, athletes on the fitter app and i have to make four reels for social media right and like my bandwidth is gone and then now i'm supposed to go compete at this level of athlete I don't want to, like, I don't have yes. it in me to make myself
1: do that. I know. We always laugh at like, why is our fitness lifestyle? What's hurting our fitness lifestyle? Yeah. Like when <laughs> you're an online business owner, you're more sedentary than all the, then you're like, but all the same time, please go move. Seriously.
0: <laughs> like tomorrow I sit in my chair for five hours solid talking to people about their fitness goals. <laughs>
2: Seriously, Robert and I, I don't know if you mean for time, he, he and I opened a gym in September of 2020, and I had never worked for myself full-time before, and I started as a nutrition coach, and the, the goal was we shared this gym space, and I was going to run the nutrition coaching business and build out CFT, and over that three years, I watched my fitness decline as I physically worked in the gym, in the office. I would go in and sit for 10 hours doing and not have trained at all. And I'm like,
1: this is this is the stupidest thing ever and it's like you said it's like you work in the well, fitness industry it's, it's like crazy. when you're a crossfit coach and you're coaching the class you're literally watching everybody work out. Yeah. so it's like you're in the gym more than anybody else but you're also not doing anything in the gym more than everybody else Plus, and you don't
0: want watch them and you're like i'm just getting tired watching you <laughs> And you, you're like
2: i don't do that workout that looks awful or not from <laughs>
0: <I'm tired. laughs> so walking
1: around coaching them and now i'm gonna go home because this just tired me out no. yeah. you're like no one finished this workout that I really don't want to do it (laughs) seriously who programs this oh wait me just kidding okay oh this has been so good we could talk to you for hours so I would love for you to end with like just give I think what I love is that the name of your business is competitive female training and I think that like all of us could benefit from really believing that we are women who are training like strength training we are athletes we are Women who are not only just exercising, right, because of whatever reason is driving us there, but we are training, like we are female training. And I think that even if you're not competitive in athlete, like you want to go to the games or whatever, you're still, let's be real, in competition with yourself, right? So to believe in yourself as an athlete, I think you treat yourself differently, right? Like you are prioritizing rest and recovery, and nutrition, and sleep, and how you feel, and and your goals, and things like that. And so, yeah. And lovely. if you have a body, you're an athlete. Yes, hundred percent. And Arms. so. So if you could give like some last, like to all the women who to empower them to train or to like love or care for themselves. Let's just hear it. I know this was like a big drop. I know. Wow, them all your, and all then, yeah. then tell them where to find you, what you offer. And you have so many incredible free guides. You guys, you have for the real? page. She is fully hooking you up. So please, fully
0: <laughs> the some of the most high value freebies I've seen on anybody's account. Like awesome work.
2: Yeah. Alex Hormozy says that you're supposed to make your free stuff better than your paid stuff. And it's funny, I there's a woman I follow, she's really big in our world and she posted something on Facebook the other day and she's like, she's like, uh, what do you guys think about free stuff? Should stuff be free? And the amount of people who commented on her post of like, no, people don't value free stuff. And in my head, I'm like, I love free stuff. I love free stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. like, free stuff is awesome. And isn't that what a gift is? When someone gives you something, it's free. And they gifted it to you, right? And I'm like, and free stuff is like, and yeah, as a creator, it's amazing because it it shows people like what you offer. It allows them to get a taste of your community. Uh, I would honestly, if I could figure out how to grow my own income and buy a house and all that fun stuff by giving away free stuff, I wouldn't have to in, serious. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know the magic, <laughs> the, the magic recipe. Um, but yeah, so our, our website is training.com and our Instagram is our biggest, um, probably platform. We've got a link tree with tons of free stuff on there. Um, as far as your question about, you know, I, I really love what you said, that we are all training. And if we focused on that, we would live our, our life differently, right? And it's 100% true. If you weren't chasing the hit of, of feeling good from the alcohol, but instead recognized that this why? mine is going to negatively impact my sleep, which will impact how I feel tomorrow for my fitness, then I'm going to make a different choice. If instead of you saying, you know, I don't want to eat this because I don't want to get fat and change that to, I want to eat this because it's going to make me feel good, which is going to fuel my muscles, which is going to fuel my training, then all of a sudden, right? and and i think yeah people don't it, isn't it it's all how we see ourselves it's like you know you go down this this path and you understand like at at the base of all of it is is our beliefs in ourselves and how we perceive ourselves and if you perceive yourself as someone who can never lose weight who can't exercise, who, who's never going to be this fit, you know, lean person, or who's always going to struggle, then that's what you're going to get. If you see yourself as a badass capable of doing anything you set your mind to, then that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like the seeing exercise as training, you're, you're training for life, you're training for being able to squat when you're 90 and and you know not have to lift the toilet seat up to five feet so you can go to the bathroom um you're training to be able to do a 5k with your grandkids whenever you want to you're training to be able to go on a hike with your friends when they invite you right like
0: yeah Mm.
2: you're training for life it's exhausting sometimes when you think of it like that but i mean (laughs) you're
0: gonna be tired anyways a thousand percent where if you know we're talking about all of the the pitfalls of aging, but it's better than the alternative. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's train for life. Really good. I
2: love
1: yeah. it, Shauna. So good. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yes. And make sure you go and grab her freebies, especially if you want those pull ups, push ups. If you're interested in what a CrossFit Metcon even looks like, Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you just need to like see it to believe it, right? Yeah. We've got, there's a four
2: week push up program um, that's free. It's a PDF with all the movement links. You guys can have theirs, they can have access to our dumbbell program three days a week for free. It's on the Fitter app with, I mean, you get coaching access on there. There's a minimal equipment app uh track for you know cardio and core stuff so if you want to get a banger cardio session in yeah there's a ton of, of free stuff that's always gonna stay free like and and you get help with all of it too. Absolutely,
0: Absolutely. and sometimes just a little exposure to something different helps you clarify what you want and gets you like a, a breath of fresh air, remotivated all that stuff. Definitely check out competitive female
1: training. Yeah and the more excited you are about your training the more you will do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, funny, it? It's like it doesn't sound that profound, except for it super, super is. <laughs>
1: Whew, you made it. The butter dish didn't melt your face. Thanks so much for hanging with us. If you enjoy that episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, share it to your social media, or leave a comment. That all really helps. So the kids say. <laughs> if you want to find us, you can find us at Instagram at ButterYourMacros, on the web at ButterYourMacros.com, Twitter and TikTok at What's Up Butters, And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks.